Are you standing in the center of your power? If not, sister, this is the show for you. Each episode will give you divine feminine soul food that will help you ignite your brightest self and shine. I'm here today with two healers um, from the Chicago area. One is a sound healer and the other is a Reiki master and shaman. So what I'd like to start off by doing is um, asking you to speak your name into the environment, Tachia, and explain to us what your name means. Okay. Well, I have, um, I have a cultural name and I have a spiritual name. Yes, and if you would explain that to us, that would be wonderful. <laughs> okay. My cultural name is Tachia Ahmet Elmaat, and I got that name when I translated my birth name. My birth name was Stacy Allison. And when I became a reggae singer, my friends were like, you can't have a reggae band and your name is Stacy Allison. And I was like, well, I, I want to honor my, my mother and father because at the time I was living as a Hebrew Israelite. So I translated my name, Stacy Allison, which was Greek into Hebrew, which is uh, Tachia Amet or Tachia Amet. And it means, Tachia means rise again, rebirth, renewal, regeneration, rejuvenation, resurrection. And Amet is truth. And that's what Stacey Allison means. And then uh, when I was getting a divorce, I didn't want to, you know, just keep passing on my father's name or my husband's name. So I took on the last name El Ma'at. El as a um, more, as an Owns land, that's L, and then Ma'at is the goddess of truth. So my name means rise again truth. Powerful. And then my spiritual name from the Nigerian um, Egyptian tradition is Arit Netra S. Mary Ma'ati, which means one who makes offerings to the divine, offerings of music, and is beloved by the dual goddesses of Ma'at, which is Aset and Nebuchadnezzar. Nice, <laughs> nice. Not much to live up to. <laughs> But that's what names should be, something that we can live into. And so we're also here with Maria Lanier. Is that the right pronunciation? Yes, that's my given first name, Maria Lanier. And I'm Sister Shaman Maria. And uh, my parents, uh, Roberta and Julius, gave me the name Maria after my grandmother. And also at that time, uh, when I was being born, West Side Story, <laughs> was out and my my father is uh African American and my mother she's left her earth suit and she's Caucasian. And when they got married, they were hippies, they were the Rainbow Coalition, <laughs> they work with uh Malcolm, Martin. I was a Rainbow Coalition child, and so they named me Maria also after Mary because they really believe in this light, this unconditional love. They even got married on Valentine's Day. They believed if white and black people had babies, the world, that would just solve the world. And that was 56 years ago. And look at us living into that right now, right now, right now, right now, right? And so, uh, you know, I've been going through several different awakenings and blessings and transitions. My grandmother, Mary, was a shaman and um, is a shaman. She says, I, I channel ancestors in the divine, so they will be talking um, they remind us constantly that they're, you know, they're here just because we can't quote unquote see them doesn't mean 
that they're not here. And that's what's so beautiful about right now as we're all awakening to our real spiritual names of who we are, that that Mary shamanism has come in now, um, going through some awakenings and a couple divorces myself, that spirit has brought me back to being able to uh, channel and um, use these great teachings of awakening, connecting our inner selves with the earth and Mother Gaia and the ancestors. And so spirit gave me the name uh, Sister Shaman. Um, one day when I was just out in nature and so eagles and hawks were <laughs> flying around and uh, I was like, okay, I guess that's that's the name. And it really stuck. And then spirit is bought in uh, the birth name on the end of it the past year, um, uh, Maria, as it begins to uh, elevate mirror and Maria and what that ma sounds like the ma, the mother, the womb that's being worked in us as we live into that name. And then my father is also Hebrew Israelite and my Hebrew name is Yatzbah, which means an illuminated beautiful flower of the divine. And that was my name given to me when I was a youth and I had no idea until recently hmm. how the spirit has just led me to that. And Sister Tachia and I coming into remembrance, coming back together over the past two years and all of that working together. Yes, and today now. was the first time I heard her Hebrew, which right away remembered, which <laughs> right away brings us again to this moment. Yes. You know, when we before we started the recording, I said, when I looked at you two, although your facial features are nothing alike, you seem like you're in the same tribe. And what did you say, Maria? I said that that we are. We're from the tribe of Isis. We're from the <laughs> sisterhood of the rose and the time of right now. The time of right now is what is Isis? Isis is that unconditional love, high, quote unquote, Christos consciousness. It's a consciousness. It's not one person. She embodies the uh, coming together of our divine masculine and feminine energies to what rebirth and rise right now. And all the sisterhoods of the roles as we are all rising right now, as we are being brought back together and remembering in this moment who we are. She is her name because she has always been her name. She's now just walking as the priestess she always is right here, right now. We're not living the lot that we have to wait to die to be of service. No, we have service right now. The temple is risen. Let's go. Yes. Tachia, <laughs> you have been involved with sound for a number of years. I know you said you were in a reggae band and you all um, put together a ritual at the lake shore where you brought in some chimes and you talked about a different kind of astrology. Yes, I really want to go into um, really want to go into that um, ritual that you did, and I not which is I really want to take a couple of steps back, Maria. I really appreciate what you said. I feel like the ancestors were just ancestors were just speaking right through you because this is the time to reestablish the divine feminine. That's my purpose is to help reestablish the divine feminine in the world. And so everything I do has been in service to that purpose. Um, I connected with um, Tachia a number of years ago through um, some a healers network 
and then reached out to her again on Instagram about the possibility of doing some some kind of sound ritual together. And she did something in Chicago and I did something here in Detroit. And then after that, you all got together. I know, Tachia, you've done some rituals before on different um, significant days. And so I wonder if you could tell me about the astrology that you utilize to kind of decide and discern what's happening? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, it's sidereal astrology, and it's 13-month sidereal astrology. The Vedic system is a sidereal astrology, but it's only 12 months. And sidereal means of the stars. So it's the, it's the actual motion of the sun and the planets through the constellations, whereas the Western system is actually based on the Earth's orbit around the sun, and they divided each section of the orbit, you know, they divided it into 12 sections and named each section after a constellation. But it does not reflect the actual motion. So the 13-month the sidereal astrology system is more in alignment with astronomy, which is this the, the mapping and the observation or the tracking of the sun and the planets through the constellation. So the the ephemeris I use is based on the Nassau JPL ephemeris. Ephemeris is just the book that tells you where the planets are going to be at a particular day and time. So the uh, sidereal astrology system, the 13-month sidereal astrology system, takes into account the precession of the equinox, which is due to the tilt of the Earth as it, as it makes its orbit, so it wobbles. And so the sidereal astrology system is in alignment with the... Um, the uh, orbit of the Milky Way galaxy, whereas this, the Western astrology system is just man-made. So the, when I do the rituals or the cosmic chimes and chanting sessions, I use the sidereal astrology system to determine where the planets are, and then I also correspond the planets and the constellations to different ancestors in the Egyptian system, the different Neturu, and then that is how I determine which chant and then the chimes and the tuning forks that I use are also tuned to the planets. So then they're also tuned to the metrics. So that's that's what I do during rituals or the astrology readings. And since I've been studying um, with Sister Shaman and then also studied with Kajara and Niyaya with the Kometic Reiki system, I've been adding the Reiki symbols when I'm using the tuning forks. Wonderful. That's really interesting. You know, I'm a Reiki. Well, I'm attuned to Reiki. I'm attuned to the the third um, symbol, the master symbol. I sometimes on good days say that I'm a Reiki master. I feel like there's still so much to learn. So I don't, you know, I don't, I I say I'm a Reiki practitioner. Maria, one of the things I was struck with during the um, ritual that you all shared on Instagram, and I'll I'll include a, a link to that post is the way you clear the space. Now I, I read in your um, um, bio that you have been a dancer and it seems like you've brought the dance into your work as a shaman. Can you explain the movements that you were doing? You had a, um, you had something that you were holding that, that had like rice or something in it. Can you explain what that was and, and what you were doing as you were clearing the space? Uh-huh. Yes, um, I have always been uh, deeply connected to spirit through movement. And 
I had the blessing to be able to study dance and movement growing up through my life, which helped me survive extremely traumatic things that were happening to me in my family and my life. And it was the one place where I could go and everything went away. And when I tapped in there, all kinds of things would happen. And whoever would watch me, people would get these feelings and would cry and healings and things would happen when I was a child. My grandparents took me over and I had an opportunity to study at uh, Mayfair Academy of Fine Arts, um, which I was uh, a dancer there. I went away. I studied with Alvin Ailey. A whole lot of beautiful things happened in my life and brought me back to Mayfair. And for over 33 years, I was the assistant director and artistic director there. And it talks about the full circle of movement. And the reason why I'm talking about this as in regards to shamanism and clearing space and, and all of that movement before there was any sound, there was movement. And the movement creates the sound which elevates out everything else to the manifestation. And before any of that is the breath. And that's what dance and movement does. So all of that transmuted into when the universe shifted my entire life, as did everybody's over the past three years, that that I learned and encompassed and got to experience and be and to share with so many other people got transmuted into allowing the movement of that's what shamanism is connecting our physical embodying our essence on this earth and the only way you can do that is to move because we are life we are the glory of the universe. And so as spirit bought me out of the shaman closet to, to share these experiences, as I learned Reiki, so to speak, through a Japanese system of Yersi, and as every time spirit remembered me that that wasn't the beginning, that there's a comedic uh, Reiki, that you are Reiki, that movement is Reiki, that healing is breath. Spirit just opened up everything. And so as I started practicing, Spirit would say, go out to the lake. Spirit said, would do this. And I would just do it. And so what I was holding was a rain stick. And that particular rain stick uh, was dark blue for the high priestess. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe it, it came from the Yoruba people, but don't don't quote me because my memory, I might be mixing up where I got it from, uh, what shop I got it from. Um, and so, and it is a shop from Hyde Park in, in Chicago. And so I got it last year, a whole year before this ceremony. I didn't get it. Spirit sent it to me. Why? Because it had to have a year of being 
made prepared for that moment right there. When spirit said, are we going to the lake? That's what my rain stick said. It said, I'm going to the lake. That's like, okay, come on. And then I had to work with my human self because my human self said, why are you going to the lake? You bringing a whole sound healer. I had to work with the ego and I just let that go. And, the, and it came and it worked out perfectly because <laughs> the rain stick has a spirit of its own. It wanted to work with Sister Chance. Why? Because spirit working with us together. Why? Because spirit is remembering what? The temple. Why? Because we are the high priestesses. Because we were supposed to be there. Because we were already there in every dimension. Seven generations past, seven generations forward. Because the only thing that matters is this present moment and now. And we were there. Because we were laying down with all honor, seven generations past of every legacy, curse, and vow that we as humans lived into. And now we as human divine feminine in an ISIS way with our masculine and feminine sides together, relive right now to what? To reset the sovereignty seven generations forward. Why? Because we don't fight no more. We don't resist because we stand. Hmm. Hmm. I say, yes, yes, yes. Okay, you know what, Sister Shaman, you bring it, you bring it to the fullness. Yes, to Chia. I wonder if you could tell me, um, what is your um, intuitive vision for? the next phase of your work, or I guess your intuitive vision for what's happening in the planet right now and how you see your role. And I know it's evolving and it may be different than what you may have done in the past, but what are you intuiting right now is happening on the planet and how are you seeing your role? Thank you for that question. Um, the first phase of my musical journey was like cultural. Um, um, it was really focused on the Black Native experience and you know, getting people to think about you know their own ancestry. And then it evolved to world music, and I got more into the celestial realm with my music. And then um, I had come to a point with my own healing where. I had to focus on that because I was mostly focused on helping other people. And so I had to take time to heal from trauma from when I was younger. And then I got into the um, Egyptian spirituality. And the songs that I've been presenting through that tradition have been songs that helped me change my mindset so that I could actually be, you know, be healed. As opposed, I wasn't able, I wasn't open. And so I've been doing a lot of the chanting, you know, with acoustic instruments. I'm still going to get some work with my band, you know, with the reggae, reggae vibration, but the Egyptian chants and teaching, wisdom teaching, because I feel they have the power to help other people transform their mindset and purify the heart, because that's, that's the purpose of the teaching, is to get people to do that. And, and I think what is really needed is... Um, I've recently been working with the uh, solfeggio frequencies, which aren't tuned to planets or organs. You know, like the ones I used to work with were tuned to different planets. And writing music with those frequencies, you know, 
I have my chart here. Well, I don't have my chart. The uh, Awakening Intuition 741, Miracles 528. Because in, in my chemotone system, I've also corresponded them with a different ancestor, Neturu. So I'll be, you know, like you turn on YouTube and find this 528 hertz music for relaxation. Because some of my fans want the songs to be really long for when they're doing like deep meditation. So they'll be like hour long pieces with those particular frequencies and some will be acoustic music, some will be with the chimes, some will be with my keyboards, some will have the chanting, but like long, long pieces. Then I have uh, one I'm working on for the yoga posture system with the temple that I'm studying them with. And that'll be like for our yoga reflective meditation. And I'll just continue to bring the teachings forward so you can just listen to them you know, while you're driving or whatever, and you have music. And another thing, since I've been doing um, the Reiki more with the, I have like a chakra song, you know, to help learn the names of the chakras in the Medinature. And then with the tuning forks, I've been doing movement with the tuning forks. So like the, the sounds are vibrating, and I've got this thing called the spiral dance where every part of my body is moving in a spiral because we don't want to just go around in a circle and repeat. We want to move forward. And I'm really drawn to like the spiral coil and then the energy moving through the coil, like electromagnetic, because I was supposed to be an astronaut. I was a degree in physics. So I'm like really getting into applying that to the sound healing. So um, I think that's, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm drawn to go right now. Yes. You know, I'm actually being called to do more with audio and I'm really feeling um, called to put certain words and certain vibrations into the world and particularly out for the earth. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't really, I, I think I'm a healer in the broadest sense and sound is the latest thing, which has really been difficult for me to tap into because I was, you know, because I was told so many things, you know, that I couldn't, couldn't sing, couldn't speak, you know, they were, so it's taken a lot for me to get to the place where I'm actually speaking and that's still growing. And I think that what you touched on is how important vibration, I think both of you touched on vibration. Vibrations are so important as we are helping ourselves, our community and the earth to evolve. So I hear you. I hear what you're saying to Chia. And I, and I think vibrations and sound are so important. And it sounds to me when you were talking, it made me think of that, like in another life, the connection to astronomy and astrology or astronomy and sound would not necessarily have been in separate cups and it sounds like as you're coming together and your true soul essence is is expressing that that now those disparate pieces can come together because i feel like sound is something that i was supposed to have that i was connected to too i was raised in a musical household so sound has always been a a big thing for me now wait i want to add one more thing um uh, have you seen the movie the fifth element 
You told me about that movie. I've tried to see it and I haven't seen it again yet. Tell me. Now, what were you going to mention about that? Uh, well, you asked how I see myself bringing forth this sound. Well, I've, I had this like vision in my head of something similar to the, the have you seen the movie? Where at the end, when they're trying to blow up the um, alien spaceship, they take her to a sacred space and have to activate the four elements and they place her in the center and they don't know what's supposed to happen, but she's supposed to be some miracle like entity. And she just, ah, it just shouts out like one note, a frequency vibration, and it blows up the spaceship and saves the whole galaxy. So that's, that's the fantasy I have for my, my sound. And it's not a fantasy. <laughs> it's the reality that we are all waking up to when we realize every moment we breathe, that's what we are physically doing. Our presence on this earth, wherever you walk, is holy ground. All things are made whole. Holy doesn't mean better than something. It means coming together, remembering. And when we connect to our breath and remember, you are not in charge of your breath. You are a co-creator and you are a sovereign heir. And your heir, your birthright is that you live and breathe right here, right now. Every time we say our name, that's what we do. And that's what Spirit's been enacting in Sister Shaman for three years. The ancestors come and talk to me, all these people, they say, why are you walking around screaming and crying our names and you can't even whisper your own name? Say your name, say I am, and say your name and everything changes because everything is vibration and there's power in our spoken word because we are sovereign. And when we stand in the power of our spoken word, when we understand this vibrations, our chakras and our history, you can't get it out of your DNA. And when we connect as above, so below through our heart, then we will speak in abundance from our heart because there's only two things in a human's heart, love or fear. And when you speak from love, all things are manifest. And when you speak from fear, all things are manifest because you are sovereign. That's it. Let's go. But <laughs> vibration. Everything is vibration. Everything. And you are a divine healer of music. You're remembering that ain't nobody in charge of you, including your brain to keep telling you, you can't do that. You know, yes, yes. You know, I think that's what we're all going through is this, this awakening. And it does take some effort to shift out of the dominant culture's idea of who we be. Yeah. That's what's so important about music and vibration because it does that automatically. Why? Because we are 72 to 98% water. Everything is about water. Water shifts and changes automatically because one drop in the ocean is the ocean. As soon as you talk, as soon as you, mm, as soon as it, it's automatic. Whatever we say, if you get hurt, you go, uh, if you if you scared of something, what does everybody call? I don't care if you don't, don't believe in Jesus. Most people, they say, oh my God, or oh Jesus. <laughs> or, Why? It's automatic. It's in our, our DNA. Is And now we're coming into alignment with that. Any sound you make, 
is a vibration that shifts everything. And it doesn't even matter what you think you know that sound or frequency is. Because you can say, well, this hurts is for the heart. You can say what you want. Nothing matters except for a human's intention. You can say this hurts is for the heart. But if in your heart, your intention is this music is going to take this away and I'm going to forget about what's in my heart, that ain't going to help. Help. You got to go into your heart. Everything is vibration. Yes, yes, yes. It's so true. So before we end, I'd like for you all to share with us if you have anything coming up, any classes, any new releases, or what do you have coming up to cheer? Um, I, at the moment, I have nothing planned on my schedule. I'm in the uh, recording phase. I'm getting ready to um, plan to release something in, at the end of the spring and then another one in summer. But I thought I have you a, are going to be doing some healing work. I thought you, I saw a post. Oh, that's right. I have an event on uh, April 25th. I'm going to be at the, um, uh, what is it? Laid back pop-up, some, some kickback pop-up. It's the first uh, special event I've done since COVID. So you had to remind me. I forgot about it. Hey, I'm happy to hear that. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I haven't been doing enough promotion. Um, it's um, somewhere on 119th Street. I don't even remember. And well, have, you know, you can send me the information and I'll put it in the okay. notes. I have the uh, sound healing tools there and I'll be doing many tune-ups. I'll be offering energy flow analysis readings. Um, many astrology readings. I have my wellness products there, my Tichia, medicinal salves, pinhole glasses, ta-da, and just some incense and soap, just things I sell at my little booth. So I'm excited. Thanks for reminding me. I better get get, get ready. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll have the information in the show notes. And Maria, can you tell us what you're doing and what kind of how can people connect with you? Um, people can connect with me a couple different ways. Um, I do a lot of community work with Aya Nicole with the Haji Healing Salon. I'm the uh, Reiki master over there. And so uh, we're doing all classes remotely on Zoom and we will be opening for small in-person offerings in May. So you can go to hajihealing.com and check me out over there. I do a Grounding with Gaia meditation three days a week at 7.30 in the morning where we go through a shamanic journey. Every time is different with spirit. Things come up. We chat afterwards. Um, a lot of good community healing is there. A great way to start your day. Be very, very focused. I do circles on Friday, second, uh, third, and fourth Fridays with uh, Haji where spirit expounds on all these teachings, all of this stuff that comes out of me during the week, during the meditations and things like that. I also do Oracle and Shamanic Counseling with Haji uh, remotely on Thursdays and Sundays, Sunday Sanctuary. Um, and I do a Reiki Restore over there too on Sundays uh, at 5 p.m. where uh, people come in, whatever's going on uh, astrologically and astronomy, because I put them both together, I take it from everywhere. Uh, we deal with that in terms of our everyday and with the Reiki and how we can use it. And then people lay down and then I, I give them, um, I share with them, activate remote Reiki with them on that. And then personally on um, 
I also do uh, Reiki level one and two community chain uh, trainings with Haji Zoom. Um, so people can sign up for those there. And then I also uh, have a, just a personal private practice where people can come and see me um, in my home, in my sacred space uh, for sessions. And those sessions are usually about two hours and they include everything. We do everything. We do inner child journey. We do ancestors uh, journey. We do Oracle guidance. Uh, we do the Reiki that brings in the balancing of the chakras, the auras. And uh, the big thing is uh, anybody that comes to me there, their ancestors and the spirit brought them there. And it's because people have things to talk to them and big, giant healings happen there. And they get to hang out with me. I cook with them. I do half-day retreats with people, full-day retreats. And I do do one-on-one personal trainings at level one, level two, and Reiki masters um, as well. And so people can just find out about me there. I'm always Instagramming and doing stuff. And uh, we're expounding on Spirit is Activating. I am the divine activator and co-collaborator because nobody can do it alone and everybody is individual and all our individual things count and now is the moment people keep saying well when now and that's that spirit saying through me right now right now right now right now so that's what i'm doing (laughs) come do it with me (laughs) uh i wanted to add that uh, i have a couple of websites Yes. Uh, Tachia.com for music and lightbeingwellness.com for wellness products and services. So you said light being? Light being wellness because we're light beings. And then on YouTube, I have. .com is the site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on YouTube, I have uh, the Kematones and the Heavy Scopes channel. Kematones Cosmic Sound Healing where I do different sound healing protocols or astrology readings. And then the uh, Tachia Amet YouTube channel has my music. I just released my very first official music video a few months ago. It's just really good. And um, yeah, so I'm on Instagram and TikTok. And that's about it, Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Instagram too. And then Sister and I, um, we love to get together to do uh uh, the bigger ceremonies like the eclipses and the um, uh, equinox, equinox and things like that. And then um, I am really regular. Very rarely do I miss. I, I always do a new moon and a full moon uh, ritual and ceremony. It's usually on Instagram. And um, yeah. And then we, we're going to be going out because people, you know, we're getting out and doing things. So we're going to be um, I know already Spirit saying putting something together where we might invite a few people to gather. And of course, we'll invite you <laughs> oh. <even> remotely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. And now you, you're the one that um, got me to start going out again to the lake. So I'll be out. I, I'm not really, I can't say I'll be out there every new moon, or every full moon, but I'll be out there a lot more. Yes. You know, like, like Maria said, we're all connected, right? And we're all here and, and you know, and, and here to connect in different ways. And sometimes even just a little touch just can spark what's already in you to just, you know, to, to take it to the next level. And I, you know, you've been so consistent to Chia, you, you consist and you have really mastered the technology 
which is great, which I'm still trying to do, which is what makes me think, you know, you make me think about uh, my ancestor brother who told me recently that he is a, is Thoth. Thoth, T-H. Tehuti, yeah. Oh, yes. That's that. Tehuti. tablets. What's up? Yeah. Tehuti, yeah. So, and... You know, so he keeps talking to me about, well, each, you know, kind of downloading some of the essence of who he is, which is about technology and um, precision and building and, and, um, you know, just the whole creating structures would be the energetic. And at one time he was, he was doing um, physical structures too. And so it makes me think about it. And then, um, Maria, you talked about Mary, and you said you have a grandmother named Mary. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because I just dreamed about my aunt Mary, just Aww. like. And it's the sisterhood of the rose. We're all being called together. That's why you called us together. <laughs> That's because you're. We're all activating. You saw it and it activated, and no matter where you think you are and whatever level you are. You can't conceive who you really are. Not in this body, you can't. But the universe knows. That's why you don't have to worry about knowing. That's why you called us. Now, look, we got a trinity going on. Uh-oh. <laughs> Y'all better look out. <laughs> yes, that is right. yes, 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 yes. Let me sit down. Do you see? She said she wanted to be an astronaut. We are an astronaut. I almost just took off right there. Right? <laughs> I wish we we should have videotaped this really recording <laughs> because you know what Maria sound does not really do you justice. We <laughs> have so much fun when we get together. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and it's so interesting because when you think about Mary, I went, I visited this temple, um, the temple of the goddess in Nevada, and it was really profound for me. And the person who's who's the like the priestess there, her name is Mary Claire. Oh. Mary coming again. And I, I have to tell you, I, I, I never was really connected to the whole idea of Mary because to me it always felt like um in the in Catholicism, I wasn't Catholic, but it felt like the Catholics were exonerating this white woman as like this virgin and to me the whole notion of like virgin and mother was just such a limited idea of what women women are and i'm realizing though that the energy the divine feminine energy of mary is is more than what i and what i thought i saw about mary when i was growing up and and as as my ancestor aunt mary keeps coming up to me it it makes me realize that there's another idea that i need to heal a limited limiting belief that i need to heal about the notion of mary um the goddess mary first of all the word mary in medinetor is m-e-r-y means beloved right and then secondly, Mary is the Greek or Roman personification of the goddess Aset. Aset is the, the original name for the goddess Isis. And she's more than just a person in history. She represents the divine intuition. The high priestess. 
And that's what's being no, 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 no. She represents the divine intuition. She represents divine intuition. Right, which is accessed through our divine priestess of the coming together of the divine masculine it's and feminine. Beyond, well, we can well, have a well, conversation. Yeah, right, exactly. I just, let me finish but, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay. But she represents the divine intuition and she symbolized as a seat or a throne mm-hmm. and that we are seated in our intuition. Like as gods and goddesses, we are the gods and goddesses, or as she says, the priestess. But it's our intuition is in our heart. And the heart has more neural cells than the brain. The brain, the mind and the brain is all ego. This is stuff that I've just recently come into awareness for myself. So when we listen to our mind, we're listening to our ego, and it's never right. But when we listen to our heart or our intuition, our womb, and our gut also have these neuropeptide brain cells. And so that is the knowing that I set is this she, she's the symbol of this knowing. She, that's what I'm saying. It's more than masculine, feminine, or Jesus or Heru or any of that. That's that's the life of the symbol that became known as a, a lady. But I set is divine intuition. And when we're in our seat, our inner seat, that's the knowing and the feeling. And that's what's missing from modern day interpretations of this goddess principle. It's like it's a cosmic force that we can all access. And that's what I wanted to share about, about um, Ascent. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> and we're saying the same thing. It's all about the womb. The womb comes before man. What is man? Man represents in Hebrew, manifestation of what? The energy, the glory, the light, the womb. And as Sister said so well, is our connection to that intuition, that womb, that's the seat of the soul, how the light is manifested. Mm-hmm. And what we're awakening to, just like all these untruths, not just from mythology, just like we view mythology different now, and they viewed mythology as what real back then, right? All this mythology about our current religions, all of them, and about Mary, all of that is coming out. And it has been taught to me from my shaman heritage since I was a child from my grandma Mary. Now, how were you said your grandmother was a shaman? How was she a shaman? What in what way does she? She's a, we, we're called legacy shamans. So uh, my grandmothers and my grandfather's people, but uh, I learned from my grandmother's traditions more than my grandfather's people because they assimilated into religions like Catholic, Christian, all that stuff. Part of being um, wherever we all came from and then come here and what they call the black Indians, which is really interesting how spirit pulls us together too, because that's where my grandmother's, her mother's mother, people in uh, Tatia has seen these pictures that we have of our legacy. And then we're, what part of the country? Grandmother's back. Um, they were known as um, black Indians, but we don't know her name because she stopped speaking when they were told they couldn't use their tongue anymore. So she wouldn't speak. So the only name I know, which was passed down was like, ain't sis. And like, we have a picture, we just have one picture of, of this sister sitting there with three three generations. And so 
Like we're trying to look and find and things, but the essence of all that, nobody knows that. And she taught her daughter and the nieces, and then they taught my grandmother and the nieces. And then my grandmother, I got under her custody and care. And she taught me because spirit told her, because spirit, she saw things in me. And so it legacy means that it's, it's not written down. It you You walk with that person. And I lived with my grandmother constantly from age 12 all the way through. I went through college and then off and on until she passed away when I was 28. And so that hands-on living, and especially age 12 through 19, where when I lived in that house with my grandmother and grandfather, they, the way we practice living right now in the COVID, where they tell you as soon as you come in, uh, wash up, take your clothes off, all this stuff. We always live like that. So like when COVID happened like now, like me and my father are like, well, people don't normally do this. People just nasty. Just what? Because spiritually, this is how you live. We were taught all of these practical things, how to um, spiritually keep yourself clear and safe, but also practically what, what, what you do and it's hands on. You, you live it. So as things come up in life, you learn how to deal with them in the real world way and my grandmother understood don't nothing happen in the real world to it happen right here with me and my God universe because I am the channel. And especially if the world tells you something. And I just told Chia, we were talking earlier, my grandmother lived 38 years. Right now, she's still the longest lymphatic cancer survivor in the books. Why? It's not that she survived survived anything. She she understood what was going on and she understood alchemy. She understood transmutation. She understood that uh, it doesn't matter what anybody says. All that matters is what is the intention? How is the universe working through me? And she never once asked, why me? She always said, why not me? always. And that is shamanism. And so she taught me, she taught me about the herbs. She taught me about whatever the doctor told her, they would go get all the prescriptions. As soon as we came in, when she died, we had boxes of prescriptions she ain't never used. Because we go home, work on them herbs, baby. That's why she lived that long. And then, yeah. And And other people in my family were like that too. So I learned by being with them, by hands-on, by growing the stuff, by doing the stuff, by listening, by if somebody had a tragedy, we were there by walking and being quiet. I wasn't allowed to talk, but I was allowed to be there because they knew who I was. They knew who I was before I were. I did. So now I remember, I understand, you know, so that's the kind of shaman. And then working with other shamans who saw me as I walked through the world, especially in the past 20 years, who recognized me, who looked at me and I didn't even know who I was. They're like, you're angel of days. Come be with me for a week. Come study with me for a week. Come get activated on different plays. And so uh, now I'm just in full acceptance of what that is. Do I always know how it's going to turn out? No. Do I care? No. That's the adventure of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, I was asking you, what part of the country were your, were they from this country, your, your, um, your grandmother, what part of the country? Yes. So um, 
my grandmother, her main family before she moved here, St. Louis, and then the family from there, Tennessee, and then Mississippi. And her- Same as mine. I know, that's why we're remembering, <laughs> that's why we're together. Well, her, too. Um, <laughs> the family's name, the quote unquote indigenous name that it came from was Ten Penny. We were Ten Pennies, they were Ten Pennies and Worshams. Hmm. Now through history, you can see that Worshams. Worshams were always highly educated teachers, in churches, ran churches and stuff, because there's a legacy of priests and prophecies. And there's a legacy of our family that converted because people had to go along to get along, right? But then there was always this legacy, especially the women, that they held on to that shamanism. And it made a big divide in our family. And I'm born to bring that back together on all kinds of levels, black and white, in indigenous, black, uh, real culture now, uh, what was not, what was considered secret before the ancestors have told us all, and especially every indigenous nation, there are no more secrets. There cannot be, or else we're all going to die. There are no more secrets. Se uh, uh, sacred does not mean secret anymore. That's what the universe told me. And anybody that's trying to keep a secret, spirit said it ain't sacred. Because it's meant for everybody. Because we, the secret is we all sacred. Now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> she shifted her chair with a little attitude. Not even a little bit of attitude. Grown, hey, she grown. You know what? And she done. So anyway, ladies, thank you so much. So very much for joining me today on In the Center for Power podcast. I'm going to include all of your contact information in the show notes. And so people can connect with you and they can see all of the, some of the wonderful things that you're doing. And I look forward to connecting with you all again soon. Yes. Same here. And can you send any. Thank you for listening to center her power podcast or in the center of her power podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, please email me at Sana at centerherpower.com or at my website centerherpower.com Until we meet again, ignite your genius and shine. <laughs>